Welcome to the Tips and Salsa podcast, your local source for chips, salsa, and instructional technology happenings within the Redlands Unified School District. And here are your hosts, Jamie Quartz, Nicole House, Caleb Rothy, and Jen Vadney. Hello, Redlands teachers and staff, and welcome to another episode of Tips and Salsa. I'm your host, Jamie. And I'm joined, as always, by our amazing tech coaches, Caleb. Hello. And Jen. Hello. So this is a particularly fun episode for me personally today. We have on our show an amazing teacher and a friend of mine, someone who I actually worked with at RHS over 14 years ago. She's one of our school district's biggest go-getters. She has this incredible, innovative mind, and she's a huge champion for kids. So a big ed tech welcome to none other than Katie Baker. Thanks for being here today, Katie. Thank you. That was quite an introduction. That's right. I was going to say like the Count of Monte Fisto and like the King of (laughs) Sting. That's awesome. Thanks. All right. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to be on a podcast. I do podcasts with my kids, but I've never been on a podcast. Yeah, so that's right. Like, you get a, it's fun. You it's wear fun. the headphones. Yeah, yeah, I get to, sure. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, we're happy to have you here and excited to pick your brain on a couple of different topics today. All right. But before we do so, of course, Jen? Chips and salsa time. And I do want to say we are missing Nicole. Nicole is on a secret mis- mission and is not here to with Mars. us today. Um, <laughs> but she will she, be back our next. She's our next okay, part. right? Yeah. We should tell everybody she's, yeah, okay. she's okay. She's just on a secret mission. Secret mission. Okay. Um, but she will be joining us for our next episode. Um, and so now it is truly chips and salsa time. We have some fabulous listeners, as we all know. Millions. Uh, millions. Millions. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. But there is one out of that million that I want to highlight and acknowledge. Trista Barton, thank you. This thank you and acknowledgement goes out to you for us supplying us with today's salsa. Woo! Thank you, Trista. Yes. Over at Highland Grove. She knows that we test out chips and different salsas for every podcast, and she had two types shipped from Idaho. The first is Amigos Original Salsa, which is mild but flavorful. And the second is Shell Shell Bells, which is um, a medium salsa. I'll tell you, for medium, there's a little kick to it. I thought the mild had a little kick. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad I didn't try that one. Of course you do. (laughs) That was more like a nudge. (laughs) No, seriously, I, I taste a little kick. Yeah, there's a little little kind of, kick to it. Kind of salty. I, and yep. I got to be honest, I went with the mild today, though, just because I think the flavor is so good in that one. It has like a really refreshing, it's like it's like fresh. Yes. Like, yeah, it's good. They do, uh, spoiler alert, they do good salsa in Idaho. Yeah. Who knew? This is fantastic. Caleb, tell us about these chips. Um, we got the chips from Sprouts, and they are, what kind of chips are they, Jen? Sochi. Sochi white corn tortilla chips, I think. Thin and crispy they is are, the bag size. They very good. Are really. They're from Texas. Oh, I'm very good. The bag of the bag. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, so um, we are really excited to talk with Katie today. We're actually going to be talking about a couple of things. Usually when we have a guest, there's kind of like one specific topic or, or focus for us. Um, but Katie is so multifaceted, we wanted to kind of pick her brain on a couple of things. So um, we're really excited to talk with you. And the first one that we want to talk with you about is podcasting, because we know you are a fellow podcaster, at least involved in helping to facilitate a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you tell us a bit about the podcast that you help facilitate at 
at Redlands High School. Yeah. So um, we were trying to put a podcast together prior to 2020. Um, I was like, we should, well, I have to kind of back up. I do um, student government or ASB at, um, called ASB, at uh, Redlands High School. And we were trying to find new ways for our pep kids to have, to be like a face of our campus besides just pep rallies. Um, And so one of those was going to be, I'm like, oh, we should do podcasts. That'd be kind of cool. We could have like guest speakers and we could highlight like different groups on campus. And that's kind of where the idea came from. And then, so I found... um, Brandy major on campus and found a spot in the library that wasn't being used before it turned like super, super duper awesome over there at RHS. Um, and we found a little nook and we're starting to change it into a podcast room. Um, we never actually got the podcast up and rolling because COVID hit. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Oh, that tricky little yeah, thing. Yeah. And then, so then we went into COVID times. And then, so how do I get pep commissioners who typically do rallies? to right. be doing things during COVID at home. Um, and so I was like, well, we could try and do a podcast, but they're literally in different houses across town. How's that going to happen? So we kind of made the best of what we had. Mm-hmm. I did some research on different microphones and headphones and things like that. Um, we were able to get a rep grant for those, which was awesome. Pot, uh, we bought those with that. Um and I literally like, dropped them off at my students' doorsteps <laughs> and then had uh, them use Zoom. As, like, we were just dealing with what we had sure, at that point. Right. <laughs> so we had Zoom. And so we just took the audio files from Zoom. Um, and they were making it that way during uh, COVID time. Um, and I had them really kind of focus. I had it was two kids at the time, a boy and a girl, and they had they really weren't podcast listeners at all. So I was really throwing like a curveball at them. Right, right. Um, and so I had them find like three podcasts that they thought were really interesting, and then I had them ha- like tell each other what they were and to listen to a certain episode and then reflect on it. Oh, so, I like, love it. What did you like? Like this is my favorite podcast. What did you like from that podcast? Um, and then vice versa. And it was interesting because. It's a boy and a girl, and the boys like was very into sports, and the girl <laughs> not so much. And so he like he made her listen to a sports podcast, and so she was like, oh, "That's interesting." But so I had them kind of gain like different insights into how podcasts were created, like what segments there were. Um, and I would always kind of like, "Did you notice that there's always an opening song? And did you notice that they always kind of start with this and and that kind of stuff?" Um, so that they could come up with the different segments of a podcast and things that they were trying to do. So during that time, uh, the 2020-21 school year, we had, I think, three or four podcasts, and they were long. They were like 30 or 40 minutes. And they had a lot of different people come in Mm -hmm. um, in those. So it was was full of stuff, um, but they're really long. And you can kind of tell – online like when they when the listeners stop yeah right (laughs) and so i was like we need to cut this down Uh um so then fast forward to last year so last year we come back on campus and it was Mm normal-ish um we had rallies and so we kind of were like well we were doing really good with podcasts and now we got other stuff on our plate so we had a tougher time getting back into the groove of doing that plus we weren't doing it on zoom at home right and on campus a whole new learning thing um and so yeah, so they we figured it out, but we did start cutting the time down. Mm-hmm. So now they're doing now this third group of kids this year, they're doing shorts, which are like 10, 15 minutes. And I think that's the Perfect. money spot right there. Yes. Yeah. Is that that amount of time. It's enough to get maybe for sure one, maybe two people in to interview, mm-hmm. um, but you don't lose your listeners. So that's where we're at um with our like the whole 
the whole history of it at RHS. Um, and then on top of that, like we've been using our podcast equipment at RHS for other things. I use it for my English class. Mm-hmm. Also had my kids do a big project and everyone had to have a podcast and they reviewed a mo- uh, book we read and then had like things they had to explain and stuff. It was really cool. So that's a, yeah, that was probably a very long description of how we got there. No, that's fa- that's exactly what we <laughs> wanted to share with all the listeners here that, you know, we run this podcast and we love it, but um, really student podcasting is a wonderful opportunity for our students as well. And it's possible look no further than right here in Redlands. We've got a student generated podcast for, um, you know, current events and, and interest pieces that are happening on the RHS campus. So I think it's wonderful. Yeah. And it's a great way to like get out student, like the student body and what's happening on campus too. Mm-hmm. So we really try and focus on pulling in a club or some sport program that's coming up that maybe tryouts are happening just to kind of get our student body aware of like everything that we have on campus. Um, and they love to talk to teachers. They'll pull teachers in too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fabulous. Yeah. I like how you shared um, two different examples. One, the English classroom, which it's very individual. The students going in and recording their thoughts um, on audio, but then the podcast, there is a structure Mm -hmm. and different podcasts have a different structure and you have to find the one that suits you and that you're comfortable with. We had to do that same type of research and discussion before we started ours. Yeah. Yeah. And some trial and error as well. You start to figure out what works and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. Or you like lose your whole recording and do all over again. Yeah. That's always fun. That maybe has happened before (laughs) too. (laughs) Katie, when kids put their headphones on and they get behind a mic, do you see their, oh, their personalities yeah. transform? It's the it's so cool. Like it's just, it, and I take it kind of more back to like my English kids because my my ASB kids they're kind of used to it or that you know. But my English kids, maybe one of those kids has never been in right. any sort of that opportunity at all whatsoever. And so having them, you know, sit in front of this and you know a microphone and listening to their voice and that kind of thing, like they really at first. First, they're like, I don't know about this. <laughs> and then when they start doing it, they're like, this is actually kind of cool. <laughs> you know, and it's a break from, you know, the typical writing. I mean, we still, we, they have a structure in English. Like I, they have to write out their points that they're going to be saying and they have to hit different things that we're focused on with our standards. But we're still hitting some of those standards, but we're not maybe in this unit writing a huge essay about it. Yeah. We're, we're implementing technology with it instead. That's cool. And as a student, I'm still responding to the curriculum. Exactly. I'm just doing it in a different way. Yep. And as a teacher, I'm still doing assessment. I still yeah. want to find out what do my students know? What have they learned? Yeah. Just doing it in a different way. Totally. Yeah. It's really, really cool. I guess when you look at it from an English teacher standpoint, there's like the whole listening and speaking part. Well, that is, yeah. yeah. And that, and for a long time, um, uh, definitely prior to COVID, um, when we were looking at speaking listings, those are our standards that were always low. They're right. always low. And so that was kind of my excuse to be like, okay, well, <laughs> then. <laughs> Sounds like we're doing a podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah now they can up. speak, they just don't listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is the listening part. Yeah. That, that one's already that. Yeah. Yeah. What's the process for coming up with episode topics? Do you discuss it with your students? Do they pitch ideas? Um, so it's a little bit of both. Maybe there's something coming up that's really important that we need to hit on <laughs> that our student body needs to know about. So I might tell them like, hey, whatever you got going, you also need to include this. Um, and But really they kind of, they're at least the pep, kids when they're doing it they know kind of the goal of what we're doing so they will hunt out 
you know, clubs or a, a kid who's on a sports team, maybe the sport is doing great this season and they want to know like they'll ask them questions about what's going on, what's working well and that kind of thing. So it's really, it's, it's more student driven. And I just kind of come in from the back and go, well, maybe we should add this too if we need <laughs> to hit like a, a very important piece also. Um, but they, yeah, they pretty much come up with it all on their own. It takes like, I would, I would say it probably takes three weeks to plan out a good podcast before you start even to record um, because, and these are, you know, kids who know what they're doing too. So if they're new, it might take them longer, um, but it usually ends up being where they come up with the topic and the biggest hurdle is finding the people, mm-hmm. getting a hold of them mm-hmm. and finding the time that works with everybody. <laughs> yeah. That is always the hardest part. Um it, we understand. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the tough part with it. But they, um, but they're pretty good about it, and they know that that's kind of the structure. And so they're, and I always kind of prep them like you got to work with the time of the people who you're asking to be on it. So you got to be a little flexible. Um, but yeah, about three weeks is usually what it is. And then you know the recording is simple. It's pretty much real time of what it sounds like without some edits. And then after that, you know, you just have to upload it and get it online, which doesn't take long. But you just got to get it there. I agree. This is the fun part. Yeah. You know, yeah. This, this is the like icing on the cake of the yeah. whole. This is the celebration of all the work. Yeah, of all the work you put together. <laughs> exactly. Right. I was thinking of it like, you know, the, the drama performance is fun. All the rehearsal hours ahead of time, yeah. not so much. Yeah. What, Same kind of thing. What's the reaction of kids once it's done and it's out there and people are talking about it and they can hear it and listen to it? Yeah. Like we're, our numbers aren't huge. I mean, I'd love for them to be obviously more. Um, we're working on getting them out to more kids um, and finding ways for them to be aware that it's out there. Um, we are on Spotify. I usually take an audio file and make a video out of it and put it on YouTube, our YouTube channel also, um, just to get access to our kids. Um, but they will, they, they, they like it. And sometimes uh, in the past, not this school year, but in the past, the kids last year were trying to do like interactive things to get more listeners. So if you listen and you answer this, then you can get something on the next one, right. you know, and yeah. trying to like yeah. get the them. secret word. Yeah, exactly. How many times did we say this word or something like that? So they're trying to be interactive, which I think like, awesome. we need to act yep. more on that with, with them, obviously. Um, or oh, one cool one they did was um, on our Instagram we posted like a question, like who would you like to hear? Like who should we interview of a student? And so tons of kids wrote in and then we went through the list and we picked like, I think one or two and we just were like, these are the ones you, you guys said you wanted to hear. Right. So and then we interview them. So it was, that was kind of cool. So That's having cool. just an interaction yeah. of the people who are listening is like a big deal um, for them. And so I think we need to come bring that back a little bit more this year. We haven't done that. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that would be kind of cool to do. Can you walk us through briefly, you've kind of touched on this already a little bit, but just what's the general process for students to create an episode? Like what's step one, step two, step three? Yeah. So, well, there's two ways. Like the one I just kind of described earlier was for my PEP students because Mm -hmm. they're pretty solid on understanding what those steps mean. Um, In the English curriculum if I'm doing it for my class yeah I'm a little more hands-on than I would be with the pep kids a little bit more prescriptive on mm-hmm. okay. yeah and so I have like detailed forms that they have to fill out that walk them through like the content it's basically creating like a skeleton outline of mm-hmm. what they're going to say and I don't and I make it very clear like you do not write 
exactly what you're going to say because then you're just going to be reading and that's not what this that's what a podcast is right. it's your thoughts um so i definitely try and make them it's bullet point short things and that kind of helps them focus what they're going to say so that they are on track but at the same time it's not like prescribed like what they need to exactly say word for word um so i have like different steps i do when i do a podcast with my regular english class that they have to like fill out and get that all finished before they can start actually recording anything and then students will get together. Somebody will end up being the engineer, you know, the one that's pressing the record and checking the levels and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Yeah. So, like, in our in the library, when I take my class, because we have, like, I'll take them for maybe two class periods, we'll use the main podcast studio for a couple of the kids. But mm -hmm. then we have a lot of the, like, ice. Yeah, the little uh, blue snowball <laughs> the microphones. Yeah. yeah. And we'll kind of, like, put them all over the library, and they record off of those, too, which that one doesn't – it's not as fancy as the – Right, but you're still capturing yep. student voice mm -hmm. and, you know, archiving it and publishing it. Yep, exactly. Yeah, to me as a teacher, I always remember the there was also kids, even myself growing up, that they felt, they felt like, if I could just explain it. You know, mm -hmm. they, they, then the teacher would see that I yeah. knew what it was, you know, instead of doing either like the multiple choice right. or the other way, this gives kids an opportunity to use a different method, a different means mm -hmm. to show how they understand the information. And especially with like English, you know, how many times do you have an essay in front of you and you're like, this doesn't make sense. And they're like, well, this is what I'm trying to say. And I'm like, yes. okay, well, like we need to work on yeah. writing that. Like you, you have it, it's there right, right. in your brain, but right. we need to get it on the paper, right. you know? And they get so overwhelmed with like, well, I got a format and like, I got to, yep. how am I going to write this sentence? And, but this allows them to get the, the points across. And that's why I think these are really good. Podcasts are really good for novels because you can have just basic conversations about character development right. or symbolism or irony. And it's mm -hmm. just so simple and fluid as opposed to like, I'm worried I have to write it correctly on the piece of yeah. paper. Yeah. I, I got a chance last year to kind of be a fly on the wall for a couple of those that you did. And it was basically a book review that they were sitting around having a round table mm -hmm. discussion, man, the conversation was so organic and so fluid and so genuine where students were just, you know, uh, building upon what the previous person has said. And just, if you were to ask each student to, to literally write a review on their own, you get none of that interactivity. Everybody just does a siloed paper. Mm -hmm. And this all of a sudden became a conversation and it became us diving in and bouncing right. ideas off of each other. It was so cool. Yeah, and it um, <laughs> it's fun to grade them too because I, I remember grading that and I was laughing because they're having a great time and they're mm -hmm. joking and they're like cracking jokes and all oh, that character, could you believe, right. you know? And it's, it's just nice to be like, well, we're on the same page and you guys are enjoying it's this cool. and I'm laughing, literally listening. I'm actually, like I remember it was the, it was their final for them in the school year and I had COVID <laughs> and I was sitting at home with COVID COVID and I was listening and I'm like, this is nice. I'm not going to see yeah. it again. They're seniors uh, and they're gone. Right. So it was kind of a nice little like, yeah. well, it's my final hurrah with them and joking and laughing with them was kind of cool. Yeah. What are some tips you would give a teacher who's trying to get this off the ground in their own class? Um, well, I would say you got to definitely find the location on campus where True. you can yeah. have all this equipment. Just the resources, yeah. Like Caleb, do, do all of the schools have... All of the high schools now have okay. uh, a place where students can record audio. Okay. So that's cool. Yeah. So if you're in high school, you just need to find and then make sure that you, it's got to be quiet. So like oh, yeah. if you're going to the library, you could be like, I need the whole period. No one's in here. Right. <laughs> I need we're the gonna, whole library. Clear yeah. it out. Yeah. Clear it out. Um, and then kind of educating yourself also on it. I mean, that's kind of what I do. I'm, I'm kind of a technology nerd, I guess. It's just odd because I teach English, which is <laughs> not really what it is. But I love this kind of stuff. 
stuff. And so I'll play and poke around way ahead before my kids start doing it so that I am aware of of what bumps they might hit uh, along the road and that kind of thing too. So I think just understanding it yourself is like obviously step one and then finding your location, talking to your people. And also like your librarians who have all the equipment are going to probably know what to do too. Like mm-hmm. they're a wealth of knowledge as well. Right. And, and they will be excited to see the equipment put to good use yeah. for academic purposes. Certainly. Um, I want to add one little thing really quick for any listeners that might want to do this. You don't need all of this equipment to get started right out of the gate. Um, a, a podcast, let's even like throw that word away. It's just um, students talking on, a microphone capturing audio, um, they can do that with their Chromebooks. Like you could just record on that. You could grab a platform like Flip, uh, formerly Flipgrid, and just have students record themselves talking about something or two students in front of one Chromebook having a conversation together. Really the the nicer equipment that you might see in a podcasting lab or studio comes once students run up against the production value limits where they're like, I want to have a conversation with four people. It doesn't sound good on my Chromebook. Okay, great. Let's step that up and get you some better gear. Um, But if you want to do this in your classroom and have your students do an oral book report instead of the written one, have them just record that right on their Chromebook. Those are the baby steps to podcasting. Yep. Mm -hmm. Or we video. Yeah, because yes, we video yes. has the podcast option yep. that you can click on, and then like they'll go in the hallway with their little you know headphones and record, and it's it gets the job done. <laughs> yeah, sure does. And you don't need anything fancy or any expertise. It's as easy as you know, click and record, and just go in. As you mentioned, you've done a lot of research ahead of time um, to prepare yourself and for your students to podcast. Has there or what has been the most surprising aspect of this to come out of? The most surprising aspect. I don't know. I just think like, I think for me, the pep one was, you know, I knew that they were going to do well and that would be like their thing because they're peppy kids and they like to talk and that's their, their, you know, thing. Um, I think the cool part was to watch the English kids get excited about it, especially the kids who, you know. You're like, this is your final and you need to pass it. Yeah. <laughs> pass my yeah. class. Yeah. You know, and then them kind of, you know, typically, like I know if I would have given that kid an essay, it would have been done. He would have not probably passed my class. But this opportunity was different. And even though they were kind of dragging their feet to like see them light up and be like, this is actually kind of cool, um, was that's the cool part is when you implement something and you think, oh, it'll, it'll go okay. I think it'll be successful. And then you see them light up and you're like, oh, this was really good. Yeah, this yeah. is a win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so where do you, kind of two questions. Where do you see yourself going from here with podcasting in the classroom, like for your English class and stuff like that? And then secondarily with Terrier Talk, the one that the pep kids do, where do you see that going from here? Um, so I think for Terrier Talk, we just need to get back into the rhythm for us right uh-huh. now. Like we, it's really, each year has been like different. It was a COVID year and we got figured that out. And then last year it was like, we're back. How are we doing this? You know, and what are our limitations? And now we're like back to more normal. So it's like, okay, we got to get back into our rhythm. So for that, it's just, I, I would love to have probably a mini podcast once a month type thing, uh, with those kids pushing that out. Um, that would be cool because then you could hit like every little thing coming up, what just happened. And that's enough time within to touch on like big, like recaps and stuff. Uh So that would be really cool for, for the pep part of it, for the terror talk for English. 
I just think trying to find new ways to use this type of equipment would be really cool. Um, I did, that was the first time I ever did a podcast with my students and it was just kind of more of like a final recap and I had like things they had to discuss. Um, But I don't know, wrapping my head around other ways that I could have this equipment work well with other things we do. And I'm not really, I was going to think of it. I don't know. (laughs) I think I probably already know the answer to this, but just to be explicit, do you see yourself doing that kind of a project again with students this year or next year? Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, I mean, it, it, the, you 100% with a novel could do a podcast at the end for a final. Mm-hmm. Like 100% that Love would absolutely it. work so awesome. every single time. Um, outside of like podcasts, well, you know, like, because I teach 12, we do at ERWC. Um, it would be cool. Like there's there's a lot of units that kind of are like controversial topics. Yeah. Like I always try and have my finals, like I give them a couple options. It's not like one essay, this is the prompt, you have to answer it. I give them a couple different ones because they all have different perspectives. Um, and so it would be kind of cool to like have those instead of those you know let's do podcasts on that because they are a little dicey you Mm -hmm. know and they could have those conversations about my viewpoint on this topic as opposed to you know what do you think about this character it could be really digging deep into the evidence that you looked at during that unit so that would actually be kind of a cool yeah that would be cool i was just thinking it'd be kind of interesting to have the student as a character they're mm-hmm. answering questions, and it might just be two or three students, but they're representing the characters in the book, and they're having a conversation about something, yeah. and they have to like embody like, it. Yeah, because you yeah, have those historical like, figure. Yeah, we do those like in English. A lot of times, you'll have like, what would an interview look like if you interviewed the character? Like, and I've had kids, but prior to podcast world, where like they had to like write out this is what they would say. Like, totally do that. Right. That would be cool. Well, <laughs> take those characters now. Um, I want to clarify one thing for the listeners. We keep using this word podcast fairly interchangeably. Um, Typically, podcast refers to that audio show that you record and then you publish it out on the open network, so on the open internet. So Tips and Salsa is a podcast. Terrier Talk is a podcast. The one that you did in your classroom, though, that didn't necessarily get published on the World Wide Web. That was mostly just audio audio recordings in a podcast style that you then just kept as an internal project in your classroom. So anybody that's interested in doing this, don't feel like you have to publish things out on the open internet. This can be as simple as having students record audio and turning it in just as an assignment for a teacher. Yeah, and you just, all I did for that one was create a Google Classroom assignment and then they had to either give me their Wii video link or I had them download it and just give me the link on online yeah. and submit it. Or and just, like the private comments. I'm like, there, yeah, that's, that's right. it. Right, upload an MP3 and yep. done. Like that's the whole thing. There's yeah, no publishing simple. platform necessary. Um, last question on podcasting for you, Katie. Where, excuse me, where can our listeners find the Terrier Talk podcast? Um, okay, so we are on uh, Spotify. So you can always find it there. That's kind of the main place we are. I'm not on everything. I'm not on like on Apple Music or any of that kind of uh-huh. stuff. Um, and we're obviously on the rss.org. I think it's .org. Yeah, I think that's the one. Yeah, we're on there too because that's where we publish from. Um, and then I try to, I haven't put the newest one up, but on our um on our YouTube channel, I'll put like an, an like a video that's just really the audio of it for there. And then I have the different categories on there so they can go check it out there. And it's on the school's uh, website as well. Awesome. So oh, in our Instagram like bio on, links yeah, to it. On yeah. all the socials. So if you can't it. find it, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. 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 You should not, be able to find it. You're not it. good at Google <laughs> if you can't find it. If you literally Google Terrier Talk, it's like the first thing that pops up. <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, for all of our listeners, if you're interested in hearing what a student-led podcast sounds like, Terrier Talk is a fantastic one made right here in Redlands by Redlands students, and that'd be a great one to check out. Uh, and then obviously our podcast, which we're all big fans of, and our millions of listeners. Millions. Yes. Millions. Worldwide. <laughs> all over the world. All right. New technology, <laughs> Rapid MOOC. So these are kind of cool. They're all-in-one video um, capture audio capture, there's teleprompting, and, and there's software that kind of puts it all together for a convenient all-in-one, um, almost a- uh, Like a little recording Recording studio, studio. yeah. On a stick, almost. You so know? <laughs> Katie, being the innovator that she is, says, I'll take one. Of course. So um, how are you implementing that, Katie? Yeah, so um, the district put a thing out like during the summertime, anyone interested in this? And I was like, yes, I'll sure. take it. <laughs> um, so we have been doing- not only podcasts, but we've also been doing um, video announcements since 2020 during COVID. Because what we realized was like, COVID is like a, a blessing and a curse at the same time. Because yeah. we all realized how bad we were at communicating. And then we like over-communicated during <laughs> COVID. And so one of the ways we over-communicated, but it ended up sticking, was uh, video announcements. Because we're like, how are we going to get kids to know about things? So we've been doing video announcements. We used to do them on Zoom. And we just put, put out the, pic the video of it like square boxes. Um, but now we are doing them on campus. Um, and they were rough. They're not pretty. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> um, but they did the job. And so when this came out, I was like, I will take this. So basically, like, if you think of a newscast studio, it's essentially like a skeleton of that. So it has this like standing wall thing and there's a screen embedded in it with a camera on top. And so um, the screen obviously shows what the camera is recording, which is you facing you. And then you can also put like a teleprompter on it so you can read on the, on the screen and it's recording you just like a newscaster would do. Um, and it comes with a green screen in the background which um, is huge and it has like real professional studio lights that are blinding. Um, <laughs> That's how you know they're real professional yeah, studio lights. It was, it was, they're blinding. Um, and then, yeah, so they asked if, and which campuses wanted it. And I was like, I will take that. Um, <laughs> and then we just got a training on it a couple weeks ago here at the district. And we just got them into our locations a couple weeks, like a couple days after that. And um, it's really cool. I, I, we just recorded our first announcement. We haven't finished editing it yet though. But when I was, bringing the kids in to show them like this is what it does now for me like I'm pretty techie but at the same time stuff can be really overwhelming and it's a touch screen and there's all kinds of buttons and there's all kinds of buttons that those buttons do and there's more buttons behind the buttons and and I'm like this is a lot for me to take in um but then I bring the kids over and they're like oh yeah we get this and they're like, like yeah. totally like figured it all out cool. themselves and I'm like okay great because I don't know what's going on um and so but they love it they think it's like so much fun and they love the green screen like I was showing them like you know you could do this you, you want to be on a beach somewhere tropical and they were like pulling out their sunglasses and like you know it's yes. and they're high that schoolers so they're cool. yeah they're like so you know they turn into like little kids with it they're like this is so much fun so. I wonder if we're almost at the point where like this is not even like they like for me if I brought that in 15 years ago or 20 years ago to uh -huh. my English kids, they would lose their mind. Right, yeah. But, you know, I, we're getting so much cool technology in this district. Or did they show appreciation for it? Yeah, or? they, they uh -huh. and especially, I think the kids who, who wouldn't be using it typically, they're like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> this is neat. But then when the kids who do the announcements saw it, they're like, 
oh, this is right. cool. Yeah, like, like uh-huh. game changer. Yes. Yeah. I can they, immediately see how it's going to level up. Totally, yeah. And so that that was cool for them because they were excited. And then they weren't quite, like, I was like, do you guys want to use it this week? And they're like, uh. And I was like, you can use it. Let's do it. Like, well, we don't have, weren't you going to get a desk? I'm like, you don't realize how long that takes for me to get. So, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we aren't going to have that for a while. Not um, waiting for the desk. Yeah. So I was like, just, you know, just sit on big chairs, like tall chairs. You're fine. And they're like, Oh, okay. And then they're like, okay, let's do it. So they're excited about it. But yeah, I think like if you, the kids who have a reason to use it, they, they think it's really, really cool. The other kids are like, this is fun. I don't really know what I'm going to do quite with it. I think when teachers start for themselves wrapping their head, like cause on the English end, I'm like, okay, how can I use this in my English class? Um, I think that once the teachers start pulling their classes in, I think kids will start real- realizing like, oh, this is this is actually kind of cool. And then mm-hmm. we as educators start realizing, oh, this is a way I could do this. You know, like um, my son is at Kimberly and his teacher, Mr. Hosh has one. And so he just emailed me last night a video of my son doing it. And it, it was fun watching him because I could tell he's reading it at the prompter. And he's like, let's now let's go to outer space. And he like does the hand wave and like, you know, the the spaceship shows up. And I'm like, this is cute. And he's just doing a report on outer space, you know, and he wrote it and he's reading it. So, yeah, it was cool. I think the best thing to do is just get them out in the universe, like Mm -hmm. an example. And then once kids see it, then their brains start churning like, oh, then I can do And then they start one-upping each other and – yeah. yeah. Where is it located at your school? So ours is located in a big room next to the library. So yeah. you actually kind of have to walk towards it's part of the library. I okay. use the library as like all of our little techie. I'm like we're going to find a place in the library for that. And so yeah, that's where it is. So you said you've been doing video production for a while um and you're you're looking to kind of add this in. What do you see as some of the main benefits of adding in the Rapid MOOC all-in-one studio beyond what you used to have the way you used to produce those? For the announcements? Yeah. Um, I just think, well, like my brain was going when I was learning, doing the training is like, it would be cool because we could have like, we'll talk about, you know, the the turkey trot that's happening this weekend or whatever it might be. And then the kids can have like a new slide in the background show Mm -hmm. up or they can have like information or a QR code or, you know, Mm -hmm. where to go. They can have, they can put information on the screen while they're talking, which would be really cool. And it's a good, like, it's a good lesson for the kids too, because very often, especially with my really not that great announcements that our kids were doing where it was pretty <laughs> kind of rough. Like they could, they could throw those together pretty quick. Cause they were just reading off of like a thing and it was like, oh, I'll just read it. We'll, we'll, we'll get it. But now I'm like, well, now you have to think about it. Right. There's all these planning. cool things you can do, you know, like, so you have to make a Google slide deck with your backgrounds and someone has to know when to hit the, like then to the next slide when you're talking, because that's all recorded at the same time. And um, so it makes them, I think once they figure out more of like what they can do, do with it they're gonna start branching out into like cooler things that they could do as they're recording um oh let's have you know a link show up or like when we talk about this we'll find a video and we'll have that playing in the background and or just a picture of the teachers or whoever find this person you know and point to the person's face on campus if you have questions so um that's kind of where i see it going for it i mean like i said we just got it and i'm still i think the kids are going to figure it out faster than i am so they'll probably come up with cool ideas it's definitely a trick, though, because if you think about it, they're still writing their script. Mm-hmm. They have to do the sequence of information. They have to read. So it's reading fluency. Um, you know, they have to associate pictures and graphics with their stuff. So yeah. it, it definitely is a good way to engage and trick the kids into learning. 
and group work. Mm-hmm. Like this is collaboration. Group, yeah. huh. Big, it's yeah. natural. You can't probably do one video broadcast by yourself. No, you definitely have to have multiple people. Working yeah, on it. it would be hard because you got to have the behind the scenes and the yeah and all of that. And then once they film it. You know, it's we. You take the, you stick in your video, you cut it up like you normally do, yep. and edit as needed, and you're good to go. So, yeah, it's really cool. So, using multiple skills and technologies. Yeah, yep. yeah and I was just thinking about, you know, we talk about 21st century skills all the time. We talk about four C's. It uses all four all of the of four them. C's all integrated together. Creativity. In, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so it's just such a what a wonderful tool that allows you to do some very dynamic things with students. And we're the only school in the world that has them. Yeah, like literally the world (laughs) it's pretty cool wow yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's what they told us we are not like do you think california Uh, i don't know maybe they're like united states i'm like probably and they're like no the world you're the world (laughs) i was like oh quick cool that's awesome so don't mess it up yeah don't don't mess it (laughs) up make sure that stuff looks good (laughs) the boss says don't mess it up (laughs) (laughs) all right well Katie, we have one last category for you to talk about. We understand you're quite the guru when it comes to five-star students, that platform, which is being used by a lot of our secondary schools. None of us know much about it, so would you be willing to enlighten us and in yeah. tell us what five-star students really is? Okay, so I love five-star students. Um, I have been using... so. To kind of give you some background to it, um, I do ASB. This is my 13th year doing ASB at Redlands High School. And probably a couple of years in, I went to a convention and this five-star students place, people were there. Um, And I thought it was the coolest thing because you get to track kids and you get to give them points and incentives and things like that. And I was like, oh, maybe kids will like that. Um, they're not too keen on that in high school, I found, came to find. <laughs> maybe elementary, maybe middle school, not so much high school. Um, but what I love about it is that it allows you to track engagement data for your school that did not, it does not exist anywhere else. So we can track all kinds of data through Aries um, or any other platform that that deals with like academics or behavior, but there's nothing in terms of of engagement of who are kids that are doing things and who are kids who are not doing things. So even though in Aries you could put in the kids that are on the basketball team, you can't really get a report that shows, well, this, this is the big picture of the school in terms of the kids who are doing sports or in activity programs or in clubs or going to events or attending events. Yeah, exactly. Um, And so when I first got wind of it, I was like, this is really cool because that's what my job is is as an activities director at the time was I got to figure out how to get kids to go to things and be engaged because we know that, you know, going to school is not just, academics right right? and it's so important to make kids feel engaged in school not just in academics because that way they want to stay in school right right Um, we want them to go to the fun activities and be part of clubs and be part of sports because that is going to make them feel drawn into their campus life part of our community exactly the school community um, and they're going to want to come to school which is a big part of what we want them to do so or be on time you know big on time is a big one too please come on time (laughs) to school (laughs) Um, and so 
you know, I think over the years, um, a lot of schools have and districts have started realizing that like it, it actually is really important to make sure that our kids are engaged beyond just academics on our campuses. And but there's no way to figure out how they're doing. Like who who are those kids that are doing that? And and so that's what Five Star does. If you, it's basically like I kind of view it as like a digital filing cabinet for engagement. You can just put tons and tons and tons of information. So for instance, we put all of our sport rosters, all of our club rosters and all of our activity program rosters in there. And then on top of that, anything that we have um, for activities, that events, they we scan as many kids as we can into the program um, so have that engagement in there as well. So for instance, it'd be like dances. Um, I just wrote all this down yesterday. <laughs> dances. <laughs> I had a, like a training, a collaboration session with all the ASPs to talk about this. Um, dances. Uh, all of our sporting events where our kids get in for free because that's kind of their ticket in is mm-hmm. their ID because we get the LCAT money this year, which is awesome to be able to give our students all free ASB. So we have to track that data to make sure that that is actually mm-hmm. happening and yep. being used correctly. Um, and so, and then like, we'll do like spirit days. Um, we'll do, you know, if you're coming to pick up a free t-shirt, we'll track them how many kids need it. Also, you know, who hasn't gotten their free t-shirt also, right. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Um, all of that. And on top of that, that's how we use it. There's also other areas um, in the program. I mean, it's it is it is a deep, deep filing cabinet. You can put way more than just that in there. You can do interventions. So if you're counseling departments, you could put every single time they talk to a student or your speech therapist, they can they can track all of that data in there and put all of that in there. So you can see how many kids are getting those interventions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of that goes into a huge matrix that tells you the overall engagement of your campus. So right now, if I remember roughly. Um, we're like at 83% engagement on our campus. 83% of our students have done something and that is either an activity or an event or activity or like in a program they're part of. Um, and then I think it was like, it breaks it down by like events and activities. And then I think we're like 83 total. And then like 60 something means that kids have gone to two or more events which mm. is awesome and then from there like they have a background where you can pull like the craziest report data that you would ever need to know but it's cool because you know let's say I want to look at kids that have a GPA of you know a 3.5 or higher but are not engaged like they don't do anything on our campus they just have a really good GPA so I can pull a report and I can give that to our counselors and be like these are your kids who have really high GPAs they're not doing anything on our campus. How can we get them more engaged, right? Or vice versa. These are the kids that have the 2.0s or lower and they're not doing anything. How can we get them engaged also? So you can really um, pinpoint some student groups on campus by using this data that that you'd have to get out of five star. You'd have to put in five star in order to be able to receive it because it doesn't exist anywhere else. Um, so it's awesome. I love it so much. Um, oh, and to add like Sorry, I'm talking a lot about this. No, no, this is exactly this what we were great. hoping. <laughs> this is my on every word. <laughs> um, prior to COVID, a lot of people think that COVID killed like student engagement and kids going to do wanting to do things on campus. Um, but I have because I've used Five Star for ten plus years. Um, I have data, and it was it was really interesting to look at. I was doing a master's report, and I. And so on overall, our student body was engaged. Like I think it was like maintaining 30, no, maintaining like 80-ish percent across the board. But the seniors were like, dra- were, were really pushing that on. But there was like a freshman class that came in and then I followed them when they were sophomores. And then I followed them when they were juniors because I could see that whole data progression. And so when they came in as freshmen, 
I'm going to make this up because I remember the exact numbers, but it was like they were like 72% engaged, just the freshman class, because you can also look at just classes. And then sophomore year was like 70%. And then mm. it started going down. And then the next set of freshmen, you know, the first set came in at 72. The next set was at 62. And so prior to COVID, I already saw the numbers going down of student engagement. And I knew I was like, we got to do, we've got to figure out something because something's going on with these kids right out of middle school that they come into high school and they're not engaged. So that was really cool to be able to see, like, you can really look at the long progression of engagement and see what's going on with each particular class um, and what's happening. Like guaranteed sophomore class is always the least engaged every, every year. Cause the soft, I don't know what happens sophomore so, year, <laughs> those kids, it's like the, it dips sophomore year and then they come back as junior and seniors mm, interesting yeah but it's really it's a cool way to look at engagement would you say that trend has continued in kind of this post-covid eras we're starting to to build back to normal or it's crazy like the beginning of last school year when we were back but like not totally back yeah. um back with an asterisk next yeah <laughs> yeah it was it was lower in engagement for like little things hmm. Um, but like we had a really high numbers for dances. Like kids wanted to go dances. Right. They want to do that. They missed out on that. Yeah. There's pent up demand. That was one like, but they weren't coming to a lot of other stuff. Um, and now like, I don't know. They're going, yeah, they're, I got high numbers this year. Yeah. Yeah, Our numbers are high this year, which is, which is great because it almost like, it's almost like a COVID was like a reset for us, which I'm thankful for because prior to COVID, like I said, I was watching the numbers go down. I'm like, um, we're going to have to do something here. Yeah. We're going to start doing some interventions or some interventions or something. Cause this is not, the kids are going downhill with engagement. COVID happened. I'm like, this is going to kill it. And then when we came back, I'm like, okay, wait a second. This is actually yeah. might be okay. So, yeah. I mean, we've been high numbers. For the most part, would you say that students, all students know what five star is and they're really accustomed to scanning or. So it's different on every campus um at least the high school level um at redlands high school i would say our kids do not know what five stars and that's okay with me um because we are putting in the data that we need to put in they don't need to know about it um we use a different program for digital ids and tracking and things like that and so that's what our kids know and that's the face for them and that's great so uh we just like input the data as needed so it's it really is like our our filing digital filing filing cabinet now i know at like citrus valley they're trying to get their kids to have that they that five star does have like a student um app and so they are trying to get their kids on the app and scanning and all that stuff we scan it's just we use a different platform for that so got it yeah and then for you you just transfer the data after you yeah it takes like a second to that's, do. Fantastic. <laughs> that's wonderful if it was harder i'd be like okay maybe we should but yeah it's 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 like super fast yes yeah. and correct me if i'm wrong but i think five star students is now um on all four of our high school campuses yeah district. it's actually all secondary it is middle, yeah, school, middle school in high well. school okay. yeah i don't think the secondary like the middle schools know too much about it mm-hmm. um they sh- I hope they will because it's awesome and it really helps you kind of see where your holes are. Um, but I don't know if they have they've really gotten a full picture of what it looks like. But I know the high schools absolutely have. Katie, oh. how does it feel to know that you started it and now it's yeah. at every secondary school <laughs> in the district? Well, That's it was crazy. funny. I was talking. That was a shocker for me. I, yeah, I was talking to um, Rachel Malatesta at the district and we were just talking about engagement and she it was something. It was this. Know, last year, maybe a year before. And she was like, we're, we're just trying to figure out how to, but we don't know how to track that right, engagement it, thing. And I was like, oh, I know. Yeah. And I like pulled up. Been I'm like, doing that. Yeah, I've been, yeah, I've been doing that for seven years. <laughs> Here it is. And that was where she was like, 
that is awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, and and it is very it is a it is a popular program. There are schools, right? Especially schools that have like very um, really good ASB programs and student and school culture. Like they use Five Star and they push that along. It has. Um, uh, hall passes on there as right. well that they can use. Um, and it also has like an online store, which we just started using, which was really cool too. So you can do like credit card transactions and things like that on there as well. You can mm. fill tickets on there. It's It's got it all. It's just, you got to figure out which parts you want. I would not recommend going on and using it all at once. Because <laughs> right, it's right. overwhelming. It'd be really cool step if we could step. inject like a microchip into the kids so we could just scan their <laughs> yeah. arms. Yeah, or if, like, if they can have a barcode. Yeah, I just like do with my dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a dog. Yeah. Gosh, did he just? If they, if they get lost, we can just scan students. them. Woo. There they are. <laughs> Which classroom Check. are you supposed to be in right now? Yeah, <laughs> that would be. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, so, Katie, w- share with us, if you will, what some of your future plans and goals are with Five Star. We have like where we are right now. Where do you see it headed next? Hmm. Um, I, well, you know, I really would like to just, I would, I would like to use it, um, to the best of the ability that are of the things that are happening on our campus. Cause like things, well, so when I first started using it, I was the only one pushing it on our campus and like, there was no, no one understood like the point of it really, <laughs> right. except for me, like why I need to know these numbers of this is what my job is to make sure kids are engaged on campus. Um, and so like uh, that was really hard to get people to understand what it was and why. Um, and now I feel like it's like we got, uh, at least on our campus, like we got the why and people know about it. It's more of, I want to make sure that my, my numbers are accurate. Um, so I don't want to like let stuff drop through, you know, I want to make sure that we're scanning at our, the games that we can scan at. I want to make sure that we're scanning at events. Like it really sucks when you have a really good student outcome, like tons of kids came to this thing and you're like, I should have scanned their IDs. That would have really been cool. Um, so stuff like that, um, just making it really like catching all of it would be really cool. Cause I, cause I'm, I like data and that would be fun to look at. So if there, uh, one additional question for you, if there's a secondary site out there, maybe even one of our middle school campuses that mm-hmm. is interested in learning more about this, uh, would you be willing to be kind of a, a resource and a reference for them? Yes. I, yes. <laughs> I would love, I will come and like train you on all of it and go geek out over it. Yeah. Um, I spoke at their, they have a five-star convention and I spoke at their convention this year. That was like my first time ever speaking at a convention. And it was, people came to me like, can I talk to you more about it? And I was like, I guess I know a lot. Okay, sure. Like, absolutely. So yeah, I would be, I would love to do that and share that. And it also is cool because then, we're all on the same page. We mm-hmm. all can look at that data. You know, it would be cool to say like, okay, my, my feeder middle schools, we're looking at this data. So we know what to expect when our freshmen come to us, like this eighth grade compared to seventh and eighth and sixth grade, like they were not engaged last year. So I know my incoming freshman class, like I got some work to do with those yeah. kids and I need to set up some things to get them engaged um, or vice versa. You know, they come in hot, like ready to go and you're like, let's go. And we can, you know, right. Hit ha- the ground running. Yeah. You can be so intentional with that data um so it would be really cool to have like all of our secondaries on the same page with it because it just gives us all insight into like our students and what they're interested in and what they're not interested in and how we could get them interested in things 
By the way, Katie's like the unofficial go-to person for like <laughs> turnitin.com. <laughs> everything. Yeah. Thank you, Katie. Yeah. Awesome. All the apps, yeah. all the platforms. All of that. All the, I, I love that stuff. Yeah. I know. I, I feel like I'm like, I'm an English teacher and I do ASB, but like I love all that other stuff. Sometimes I have to hold myself back and be like, stop. We got too much going on. <laughs> All right. Well, I, that, that kind of takes us to the end of the formal part of the podcast. Um, but at the end, we always like to play a little bit of a game. Oh, gosh. Um, so we're going to put you in the hot seat right now. And Jen is going to ask you some rapid fire questions. And you'll just pages of questions. give us quick answers for uh, about a minute or so. Yeah. yeah. And oh these are short, gosh. quick okay. questions, non-invasive Okay. They're fine. There are right or, right or wrong answers. Yeah, we are. Great. Oh, you're going to judge you, me. We will grade Absolutely. it. Okay. Yeah. Your salary depends on it. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, so I've got a minute up on the clock. We are ready to go. Jen, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. On your mark, get set, go. Mild, medi- medium, or hot salsa? Mild, always. Which decade would you like to visit? Oh, um, the <laughs> 70s. On a scale of 1 to 10, rate twinkle likes lights. Uh, seven. What is your favorite month? <laughs> February. <laughs> Name a podcast you've listened to. Um, oh, uh, Young House Love. Wrong answer. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, besides this. <laughs> Do you prefer ebooks or physical books? Oh, that, that, okay. Um, ebooks. I got words about that though. Do you believe in ghosts? Yes. Do you prefer talking or texting? It depends on the person. <laughs> <laughs> would you rather master an instrument or have a photographic memory? Photographic memory. What were you? Uh, were you afraid of something as a child? And I'm, if so, what was it? I don't know. Sure, I don't know. Spiders. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Name a pet peeve. Um. Oh, oh I saved by the bell. I think she still has to answer the pet peeve. Yeah, what is it? Answer it. Yeah, we need to know. Something Bad drivers? Okay, yeah. I'll go with that one. That's a solid one. My husband would be like, but that's you. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, that's true. (laughs) But you let people in on the overpass. and you just like, shh, go. Yeah, well, depends on the car. No, Oh, man. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thanks for for joining us. Yeah, thanks for playing along with our fun game. Yeah, I mean, I I would say what a great podcast listening to you you totally embody what we are looking for in an innovative mindset absolutely everything absolutely like the courage going after it playing around with it the trial and error Mm -hmm. getting kids motivated sticking Mm -hmm. with it it's just like everything you're doing is so inspiring so i just really had a good time listening to you and getting a chance to have this podcast absolutely jump in with two feet yeah and just go oh yeah oh yeah and i also like uh you know, all the ArcGIS stuff too. That's a whole other podcast. Oh yeah. my gosh. So yeah, glad you mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. Teaser. Yeah, teaser. <laughs> teaser. All right. Well, that's a wrap, everyone. What an awesome time to get to chat with you, Katie. You're such an inspirational teacher, and I'm personally grateful for all you do for students in our school district and for helping your colleagues. Yeah. And to the rest of our millions and millions of listeners out there, Keep up the creativity and innovation in your classrooms. Keep providing your students with amazing educational experience. And maybe, just maybe, someday, <laughs> you can too be a guest on our world-famous podcast. <laughs> Million viewers. Yeah. So until next time, this is our USD EdTech signing, signing off. off. Yeah, and uh, a wonderful pairing today, I think, the chips Mm -hmm. and the salsa. I'm enjoying it for sure.
you know, chip and salsa pairings for the refined palate. How do you? It, it, uh, blah, 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 yeah, maybe. Blah, how, blah. Do you, how do your students? Blah, 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 blah. Yay! Yay! That was fun. <laughs>